your sporting news, reviews and previews. This is the Sports Desk. Good evening, Melbourne, and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday evening, the 10th of November. It feels like we've been gone away for a bit. Missed a couple of shows, uh, but back going strong for tonight. I'm Sam Hennett, of course, joined by Jerry and Jason Evans. And shortly, um, big man... Where's my mic? Oh, no, here we Where's go. Where's the mic? There Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, Where's well. Liam? Uh, Liam is not here, but uh, we have a must have other commitments. Well, yes, we've got big man Jimmy Worth, James Worth. Oh, um, join us soon. Familiar voice on the sports desk. He'll be in uh, with us shortly. But we've got a big weekend to preview. It's really heating up today. We are, we are getting to the warmer months, which is uh, making us think more about the summer sports um, that have, uh, may have already started uh, underway. So we've got uh, cricket, of course. That'll be a big thing. That Do we'll we have anything about. to report there, Jerry? Glenn Maxwell. That's all we need to say. And we're going to break that down yeah, later. Hey, Very soon. Yep, cricket. Well, oh. Jerry, oh, sorry, do you need some water? <laughs> might need some water after that, yeah. <laughs> it's Not got only to that, I, was, pipes. I spent a weekend in Tasmania. I've got stories to share. Do you want to hear them later on in the show, Sam? All right. So, so tell us again why you were down there. I was down in Tasmania supporting In Pit Lane. Uh, for the for the second year in a row, we were asked to cover the Baskerville Historics down at Baskerville Raceway in Tasmania. Uh, and, yeah, we'll have a little bit of a deeper uh Deeper discussion about that event. It was a great weekend, and uh, we've got some stories to share later in the show. Exciting. Uh, and then, of course, we've got AFLW finals to talk about, the basketball world, uh, UCL, EPL, um, the A-League, of course, coming up. Um, and then we'll, we'll wrap the show, which will be plenty of stuff to get into. But uh, I think we've got to start off with this, uh, an important thing to uh, remember, Ron Barassi uh, had a state memorial today um, at the MCG. Thousands of people were there. Um, it was on TV today. Oh, I sat down and watched it, and it was a good, really good celebration. Um, and, uh, yes, so Ron Barassi, football legend, who died in September due to complications from a fall, aged 87. Barassi third has remembered his dad as a man with a magnificent sense of humour who loved to challenge any challenge. The pioneering ruck Rover won 10 premierships across more than four decades. So uh, they had a lot of people today um, just going through the memories and bringing up things. And, uh, yeah, no, everyone spoke really well and it was very enjoyable. And then we had a November rendition of Up There, Kasaley, <laughs> as well from Mike Brady, which was uh, pretty funny to hear in, in this the summertime. He um, did that, and he also did a Ron Barassi tribute in the middle of his performance in the grand final. Yes, too. He's, yep. been, he's been very tasteful with uh, his tributes. Uh, but a lot of people have been saying today uh, it was pretty ironic that it was 31 degrees today, which was his number, 31. Oh. So just a bit a funny thing there. And joining us now is Jimmy Worth, just walked in. How, how do you remember Ron Barassi? Oh, mate, Ron's iconic. I think that the way that he played his his football and he coached and the styles of, of um, a game, his, his game plan, his in-depth analysis was just ridiculous. I think that it shaped the way that modern football is played. Yep. How many players, too, are life members of four different clubs? I'm sure there aren't many that I have... I uh... say many. <laughs> might be the only one. You never know. Jerry, yeah. your thoughts on Rombarassi? Oh, what an absolute legend. He won two premierships with North Melbourne. <laughs> two, yes. so there you go, 75 and 77. So, yep. absolute legend. And that, that, that famous draw he was a part of. Yeah, 74 as well. So I'm so <laughs> I'm amazed you know these dates off by heart. He's, he's for someone man. that he's I, know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Come but, on, Sammy. But still, <laughs> it's still a... Amazing. He's stats kid. 
so yes, no, massive and uh, um, icon of the Melbourne Football Club as well. Yep, Carlton as well. Seeing him in Carlton actually released uh, not long before he passed actually uh, some remastered film footage of him playing, um, and it looked it was in almost four K. It, it looked incredible. It looked like it, they just filmed it yesterday. So it's amazing what they're doing with films and remastering to make it look like it was this weekend gone by. But Vale Rombarassi. All right, we'll get to some more news here. Australian tennis star John Milman, who has famously defeated Roger Federer to reach the 2018 US Open quarterfinals, has called called an immediate uh, intermittent end to his uh, professional tennis career. The 34-year-old revealed on Thursday night he would walk away after 10th uh, sorry, after a 10th and final Australian Open campaign in January, saying, unfortunately, age has caught up to me. Just three shoulder surgeries. Chronic back injury was the thing that did me in, though, Millman said. Uh, he reached a career-high ranking of 33 in 2018. He was also the first Aussie to beat Federer since 1999. So First huge. Aussie? Wow. Jerry with the stats. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes bang. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing to see. Uh, Millman, to you? Yeah, I mean, look, I think he's one of those blokes that you, you know, you 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 went to the tennis on, on day two or day three of the tournament, and you just go watch him play a five setter on, you know, court three. Mm. Um, you know, you'd, you'd go with a couple of your mates, and you'd spend six or seven hours at the tennis just watching him, and he'd get up, um, and the atmosphere was ridiculous. Like he's just, he's one of those blokes who like captivated what Australian tennis is about, and it was always. Exciting to see that he, you know, he he drew an easy card in round one because you you you'd, you'd lock it in and you'd be like, oh, Kiros is playing, you know, that that night he's playing at ten a.m. Let's all get down. Let's have a full day of tennis. It was great. Um, so good career. Hope he enjoys retirement because um he deserves it. Uh, staying on tennis too, four-time Grand Slam champion and former world number one Naomi Osaka will make her eagerly awaited tennis comeback at the restored Brisbane International. Officials today confirmed they had uh, s- scored Asa- As- sorry, Ahsoka. As- Ahsoka. 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 Is this the Star Wars death? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that tripped me up. Uh, sorry. Sports uh, botch coming near you. <laughs> yes, as their prize draw comes for the Australian Open lead-up event. From December 31 to January 7, fellow former world number ones and multiple Grand Slam winners Andy Murray and Victoria Azarenka will also feature. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Good news for that. I love it. I think the Sorry. heat's getting to me. The, uh... A little bit warm. Are you a Sammy? summer person, Sam? I like summer, but uh, we, I wouldn't say we've been used to it. This is, we've got a. We are still in spring. Yeah. This yeah. is the prepare. Uh, the prepare- Preparation phase. Yeah, see, it's even yes. getting to you. It is getting, well, I mean, I was, I've been working all day as well. You've got, yeah, you've got your nice little brim hat there. Yeah, and I spent well. it most indoors. Ah, well, oh. there is a hat in the studio. Stories from you, Jerry? Yeah, there's a few. So the Bulldogs have been fined $5.9 million in a child abuse scandal. So oh. they've appealed this ever since yesterday. But, yeah, that is huge. AFL Bulldogs or NRA? AFL Bulldogs, yep. yeah. It'd be the largest um, payout in AFL history if, right. if yeah, the appeal fails. Okay. Jason? No further news no, from me. No further news <laughs> from you. Actually, talk us through Tasmania before we get to our first Do you first want the song. stories now? Yeah, quickly, just oh, take us through. 
Okay, so uh, Jimmy, Remind you everyone again while you were down there. Well, I was down there in support of In Pit Lane, the Channel 31 flagship motorsport program. Jimmy, you might be interested in this. Here, Here we, we go. go. He's a bit of a motorsport man, Jimmy. I don't so, like it. over on the In Pit Lane YouTube channel right now, we uh, it, it's called the Sound of the Baskervilles because we went to Baskerville Raceway in right. uh, in Old Beach, Hobart, Tasmania. And for the second year in a row, seeing Hobart again, I'm warming up to this town incredibly. It's it's a beautiful city. He's calling it a town. Well, it's a city. It's a beautiful city. Come on, It's man. very quiet, but it is nice. Uh, at the basket, well, 200,000, uh, about... The event patron of the main attraction of the event was uh, John Bow, two-time Bathurst 1000 winner, Australian touring car champion and six-time touring car masters winner. Uh, while we were interviewing John Bow, uh, we, got, we had a in, run-in with a very enthusiastic fan, and, and you can see it on the feed. It, was, it led into a very wholesome hug. And in fact, uh, Brett, the presenter, also got a free hug out of it too. On display, some of the cars you got to see were some of the famous sports sedans from the 1970s. One of the, one of the very real and very authentic Repco V8-powered Toyota Celica, the famous sports sedan from the 1970s. And while this uh, particular sports sedan is long gone, there was a replica on display. It was the Brian Thompson's 1970s VW Chevrolet sports sedan from, uh, from the 1970s and was only on display because it's been built to race. However, we arrived, Brett and I, onto the ta- via taxi to the track. And when the taxi pulled up, one of the officials uh, called us over and says, uh, He's got the cars caught fire out on track. Luckily, no damage was done, and they're looking to uh, hopefully get it back onto the track very, uh, very soon. It will be seen at the Sandown Historics this weekend, unfortunately also as a display car as they fix uh, the fuel issue that they had over in Baskerville. Also, as well, fun little thing, big thank you to the Baskerville Committee for helping, uh, for helping us organise uh, us coming down, and the officials are incredibly friendly. You could not ask for a more friendly... Uh, officials and volunteers that put the event together and helped run it smoothly. It was the conclusion of the event was done with a spit roast, and it was a delicious spit roast. It was, uh, great weekend. We also got to be uh, kept up at the RACV Hotel in Hobart. We were well catered for, beautifully. Uh, incredible sports sedans on display. You can check out a full 24-and-a-half-minute special on the In Pit Lane YouTube channel, The Sound of the Baskervilles, from Baskerville Raceway Hobart. Great weekend. Fantastic. Until the sports desk listeners in Tasmania, I'm sure you were spreading the word about us down there. Yeah, we were. We were listening to um, you guys live from Tassie. It was a great time. Okay. Uh, we got I've, to see you uh, talk about the Beatles' new song. It's great Yes. Fun. I've just forgotten. There's two more stories here that I forgot to mention. So the introduction of the new National Second Division in the A-League uh, will be put back until March or April 2025 mm. with Football Australia poised to reveal its founding members later this month. The successful November 20th. The successful applicants were advised on Monday morning that they would be a part of the uh, National Second Division inaugural kickoff season, uh, yeah, but would be delayed until 18 months. So at least, at least things are moving now. It's going to cause headaches. Mm. I know this for a reason, and I know this for a fact, because we're dealing with one of these clubs, myself. Yep. And the whole issue surrounding this is that the whole plan was it was going to be next year. So you think about yep. the money-wise, yep. these clubs are like, okay, they're, they're funded quite well, but you've got to make a decision what you're going to do in terms mm. of are you going to go all out and spend yes. and then risk having a bad start to your inaugural season or are you going to go try finish mid-table, yep. save your cash, and then yeah. go well out try win the league? What are you going to do? Unfortunately, I think that's the, that's the thing with this because this is it, it's such a risk and cl- clubs know that. Um, so I think I've, there's going to be a fair few bumps in the road. Oh, hundred percent. So. Like there's, uh, it's it'll cause headaches, and I don't think we will 
understand those headaches until the second vision yeah. happens yep. because then there's going to be clubs who yep. are on their feet before the season even starts. But, I mean, Football Australia, do you really expect much more? Yeah, like, well, we'll see what happens. I mean, I mean, five or six years ago, this wasn't even poised in our minds yet. Yeah, it's, it, so. it's good progression, but it's just kind of like, you know, don't say something unless you're going to actually follow through with it because it leaves a lot of clubs just out to dry, I think. And yep. I don't know who these clubs are, but you just hope the ones that they're not ill-funded. Yep, of course. Uh, the Socceroos squad announcements. Uh, so for the uh, second round Asian qualifiers, we play, I think, Bangladesh next week. Next Wednesday. Uh, so <coughs> Joe Gouchley, Joe Ashley Maynard Brewer and Matt Ryan were named as the keepers. Uh, Aziz Bach, Jordan Boss, Cameron Burgess, uh, Alessandro Sakati is that is that Sakati? Yeah. Uh, Lewis Miller, Kyle Rolls, uh, Harry Suter, Ryan Strain, Kinu Bacchus, Jackson Irvine, Massimo Luongo, Connor Metcalf, Aidan O'Neill, Brandon Borello, Martin Boyle, Mitch Duke, Craig Goodwin, Jamie McLaren, Sam Silvera, Kasuni Yenge. What do you think of the squad? I don't know why Aaron Kunda's not there. Yeah, it's a good question. I, question. I listened to Graham Monnell's press conference today about it and he was asked, that was the first question he was asked, where is Aaron Kunda and where's Quoll? And they said that he, it was weird because like I kind of respect it and what he said. He said that he's there, but he's consistent, he's not there. Hmm. And you look back at his uh, games and it's like, oh, okay, I get, I, I get it, I get yeah. it. He's, he's having good games, but he's not having games where he's scoring like he did against City. You know what I mean? He's not having breakout games like that. And it's it's a fair while before we get to the bigger qualifying games, but it 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 is an old aging squad. So and yeah. we, we talk about the youth that's coming through. What's I mean, I think I mean I'm sure Graham Arnold's got plans, but maybe maybe that's a good thing. He's Hold 17. him out now. Don't just put him straight in now. Make him earn it. Yeah, yeah you kind of wonder. Like you, I I saw this post on Facebook yesterday, and it was the ages of the players that we've got now that are going to be in the. 2026 World Cup, and like Jamie McLaren's going to be 33, Jackson Irvine's going to be 33, Martin Boyle's going to be 34. Mm. Like they're aging, and these are our starting wingers and our starting attackers. But what really excites me is uh, Cassini Yengi because that guy is doing absolute mayhem at Portsmouth. He's um he's he's down there with Alexander Robinson as well, who's elected to play for Australia. He's played in a few um qualifying matches as well, and. He's gonna rip this qualifier to shreds. We play Pal- we, we play Palestine, net, so I think it's on the weekend. So we play Bangladesh on Wednesday at Amy Park, which is gonna be great. First game since we played Vietnam, I think it was in the yep. in the World Cup qualifiers, yep. and then we go over to Dubai to play Palestine. I think it's on Saturday or Sunday night, which would be good. All right. We'll get to our first break. We'll talk about more football later. The AFLW Finals uh, kicks off this weekend, so we'll be talking about that uh, soon. But just a reminder, the Give Now uh, emergency marathon campaign, Save Our Station, givenow.com.au. They're doing a 24-hour marathon tomorrow called the Final Sprint. It'll start 10 a.m., all the way through to Sunday, 10 a.m., full of programming. Get donating. So tune, out, uh, tune in for that this weekend, and we'll read out a donation if you come through uh, during our show right now. Givenow.com.au slash Save Sin. More Sports Desk next.
Tame Impala, borderline on the sports desk. <laughs> and I don't Should know why it's more Tame Impala, Sammy? No, that's something else, but <laughs> I just realised I've had a lot of other songs in my song queue that weren't scheduled for the show, but that's all right. Uh, <laughs> well, Jimmy's here. Might as well be another Tame Impala uh, track. Ta- oh, yeah, sure. I do like Tame Impala. So. Time to talk AFLW Finals. And, wow, we are down to four games. Uh, for the first, well, for this weekend, the first weekend of the finals and the first game will kick off tomorrow at three o'clock at Norwood Oval. It's Adelaide Crows taking on the Brisbane Lions. Uh, also on Saturday, Gold Coast Suns take on the Sydney Swans, 7.15pm at Heritage Bank Stadium. Uh, Sunday, Geelong Cats take on Essendon, GMHBA Stadium, 1.05pm. And also Sunday, 3.05pm, Melbourne uh, take on the Kangaroos at Icon Derby Park. Kangas. Massive. All right, we'll start off with that one, Jerry, because you're in here in the room. Second v third um, into, well, that's a prelim. I'm trying to think. Is, the structure for the finals isn't different, is it? It's, it's pretty much the same. Pretty much yeah. the same. So straight for a qualifying for a prelim, right? Qualifying final, yeah. Yep. So Ruse and Melbourne, they've got Jazzy Garner, who's won the AFLPA award, averaging 30 touches per game. Also Riddell, averaging 32 you got Hanks averaging 21 from uh, Melbourne and Paxman averaging 20. So it will be a tightly fought um, battle in the midfield for both sides. I think whoever wins the hard ball gets will ultimately win the game. I'll be there. So hopefully the Rugels can do it for Jez. Um, and funnily enough, there's four teams who are making their first ever finals um, appearance. So you've got the Gold Coast Suns against Sydney Swans, 5th v 8th. So that's a straight-off elimination final. Um, at Heritage Bank, and then you've got the Cats and Jimmy's uh, Bombers at GMHBA, so four of them will be playing their first finals, and then you have the first qualifying final between Adelaide and Brisbane, which um, Adelaide hasn't lost a game at Norwood this year, so there you go. Some stats for you. Yep, and Jimmy, Essendon, oh, and Jason, Essendon in finals. Finally. (laughs) Finally. No, Jimmy, we, you speak. I'm too cynical for this. Yeah, no. <laughs> honestly, like the, the girls have played so well this season. Um, I've been lucky enough to go to a few games through work, and like the way that the way that the girls play and the way that kind of they conduct themselves as Essendon players is ridiculous. Like, it'd be very nice to see the guys have the same amount of passion that the girls do. Like, I think the Maddie Press is just a league above. Like, even though we got her from Carlton, she's an Essendon girl at heart. And, oh, my God, is she good. Every like, 26 touches a game. She's just ridiculous. Like, I, I just absolutely bewildered as to how good she is and the way that she carries the team and the way that the team kind of radiates off her energy. It's incredible. Um, I don't know how we're going to go around Geelong because I haven't really watched them play too much this season. But, I mean, it's Geelong, so you never Jimmy, really... Jimmy, please give me some hope. It's Six. Essendon in a final, mate. Six v- well, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm calling an Essendon W. 6 v 7, Geelong 6. Mm. Had a really good start to their season, but come drop back a bit. Uh, but, yeah, still going really well. And uh, home final, GMHBA. We'll be all right, mate. It's all good. Trip down the highway. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Adelaide first v fourth with Brisbane. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's a replay of a grand final a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so yep. you definitely be tense that one. That was the first grand final ever played. Was it? it was Adelaide versus Brisbane. It, it was. was. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Adelaide did win that. Um, and then Brisbane have been in and around it with the, the last couple of finals. I think they've played maybe two or three grand they've finals. They've played three grand finals. 
That's um, right, because Beck, um, Beck Goddard was Adelaide's coach when they won that against Brisbane. Mm. Do remember that? And then Brisbane lost to the Dogs um, at Witten Oval. Suns for... Uh, and Icon Park. It was Icon Park. God, he's good. <laughs> God, he's good. Suns' first finals series, and same with Sydney, after not getting a single win during the home and away last year, get they, the... They recruited well, though. I mean, yep, like superstar Chloe Malloy. Chloe Malloy is just in leaves and bounds. She's just got them over the line. Um, so I really think this is a really exciting, open, exciting final series. Obviously, we've got the big heavyweights, Melbourne and North, uh, so far been really good. But mm. this is this will this will create some interesting results this weekend. Yeah, I think that the the only issue that I've got with this is it like a longer season. Who are we tipping? Who's your? Uh, I mean, I'd be a bit biased if I said anyone else, but um, Essendon. So Essendon's going to win the flag. <laughs> That's it. Simple as that. North's going to win it. <laughs> North's going to win it. <laughs> Blues can't win it. Well, yeah, Blues so. can't win it. No, Blues... Oh, mate. <laughs> no, that's all right. Oh, that's all unlucky. Right. Dees, do they look? I mean, Dees are all right, but they had a massive loss with Daisy Pierce this year. Ah, I mean, they've still yes. got Lily Mithen, who's who's actually pretty decent. Um, they've got... Um, Paxi Paxman as well. Yeah, that's it. Uh, oh, I'm so terrible with names. Um, Libby Zenko. Birch as well. Yep. Great player. I mean, like... This is one of those final series where I'm not going to be mad whoever wins because it's like, oh, this is refreshing. This is nice. If Melbourne win, good on them again. But if Essendon win, yeah, I'm not going to go to work on Monday. Let's just say that. You're going to be here, <laughs> aren't you? going to be here. You're going to be bomber, here. Bomber scarf, decorating. I mean, the whole place is in red and black anyway, so like, I can't complain. All right. Well, that'll be Saturday and Sunday this weekend. No game tonight. Um, AFLW finals kicks off. Going to be massive. All right, time for some basketball. Start for the NBA, Jerry. We'll quickly cover yesterday's games just for now. So the Suns defeated the Bulls 115 and 114 in overtime. Grayson Allen dropping and KD 50 points together. Rockets um, smoked for Lakers 128 to 94 with Jalen Green dropping 28. Nuggets defeated Warriors in a closely fought contest 108 to 105. Curry could have equaled the game, but he missed a layup to tie the game towards the end. Today, the Bucks. Oh, sorry. Yesterday, the Bucks defeated Pistons one twenty to one eighteen, despite Giannis being fouled out. And then, speaking of Giannis, today they played the Pacers, and the Pacers actually won one hundred twenty six to one twenty four. What a game this was! It was yeah, it was oh. incredible. How did you find that, Jimmy? With Giannis dropping fifty four, <laughs> it's almost just like he's just too ridiculous for this league. Like to to be fair, I mean Indiana are coming off. Um, you know, a, a fifty-plus point loss um, to, to to the Nets quite a few weeks, quite a few weeks ago. So they're you know backs were against the wall. Home game in Indiana though, up against the Bucks. Obviously, Giannis is you know coming off a fouling out game. To be fair, Indiana held their own and they did really well. I'm loving the way that they're playing. Um, I think that the way that I mean, even if, if 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 we go through some names here, um, Jez, I'm just trying to get them up, mate. If you can scroll down a little bit for me. Tyrese Halliburton, God, I love that player. He's unbelievable. He's dropping threes left, right, and centre. That step back three was incredible, wasn't it? Mate, unbelievable. I, I think that to to be fair, I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna do much this season, but I mean. If they keep getting consistency, I don't see how in the next two or three years the Pacers can't be playing playoffs and actually in contention for it because Milwaukee just didn't look it. 
Chris Middleton was just off his game. Giannis dropped 50, and it just felt like he carried the whole team. It was a pretty high-scoring game, to be fair. I mean, they reached half-time, and they were, you know, over 50 points apiece. So it was it was one of those games where you're like, oh, okay, all right, this is going to go down to the yeah. wire. Um, and then it got to a couple of um, seconds to go, and there was tons of timeouts. I think they all used their time timeouts, and Indiana were in the bonus, um, and they were taking free throws. Milwaukee, I think it was like with two and a half seconds to go, they were they were down by, I think they were, they were down by three, and they were like, "Nah, let's take a timeout. Let's take a timeout. We're we're gonna try get this." And it was and it was Indiana's ball. Indiana just walked around with it, finished the game, end of. Um, and then we had the game that finished just before it was a later game. It was a one twenty p.m. start. Um, this one's this one's crazy. I mean, another close game for um for, for your Friday, Orlando Magic getting pipped at the post by Atlanta Hawks. 119 to 120. Um, if we just look at the box scores here, Jalen Johnson um, hit it with 19 points. One of the one of the more prolific players who spent 31 minutes on the court. Um, but then Trey Young dropping 40. I mean, he's like, just incredible. Isn't he? <laughs> Trey Young is one of those players that just goes under the radar because of the team that he plays for. I think like if he's yeah. if he's if he's at a more more prolific team. Just, just say like he, the Lakers or something. If you or if he's at like the Grizzlies and he's playing like an SG with Ja Morant, yeah. like 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 different kind of matchups with like that, and it's kind of sad with um with with the Grizzlies as well because Steve Adams is um is out for quite a while, but you know a player like that in that team or in the Lakers or in you know a, a Buck side or in a Nuggets side can do absolute mayhem. Can you imagine like just say Trey Young with a with a Jamal Murray? Yeah, that you know, like incredible. dangerous, very, yeah. very dangerous. Point guard, shooting guard combo. Bang. Exactly right. We're, we're we're talking like a Russell Westbrook, James Harden kind of combination. You know, oh, like geez. it's 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 one of those scary combinations where these blokes can both drive, and even though Trey Young can't dunk, he can certainly you know pass through the defense and get up to oh, a layup yeah, very very easily. Yeah. It's um it's it's scary what this guy can do. It just it's unfortunate that he's at a side that. Just isn't in there. I mean, if you look at their um, records, the Magic are four and four, and the Hawks are five and three. It's still very, very early in the season, but it'd be good to see Atlanta get a get a bit of a run going because you know Trey Young kind of deserves a bit of. They made a run a few a years bit back. of fame. They, yeah, they did. It wasn't too bad. I feel I mean, I think got pipped by Milwaukee or something. But yeah, it's 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 just one of those situations. You just you know, big fish in a small pond. You'd, yeah. you'd rather be one of the um, medium-sized fish in a in an ocean, yeah. you know, winning winning chips because that's almost what every um, every point guard wants. What's some of the exciting games to look forward to this weekend? Well, it's back to a play-in tournament, um, Sam. So a group stage of NBA in-season tournament, I should say. So you should from tomorrow morning you should watch the Pistons and 76ers at eleven, followed by the Wizards and Hornets. The Celtics and Nets will be a good game. That's the best game of the day, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon so. Um, Rockets, Pelicans, Spurs, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, Jazz, Mavericks and Clippers. The Clippers are zero and three right now with Harden, George. Um, so it's, it's a struggle there. But a bit washed. <laughs> yeah, they, they are a bit washed. Kings, Thunder and then Suns, Lakers. So lots to cover there on Monday show. I want to ask you one thing. Yeah. Wemby. Give me one word for Wemby. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Is that the one word for Victor Wembenyama? Weapon. Weapon. That? I love that. <laughs> Weapon. That's a good do you guys, word. Do you, guys, do you guys follow NBA? Do you guys like it? In and out. In and out. Guys um, should definitely be watching the San Antonio Spurs this season because number one draft pick, Victor Wembenyama, is just... I, I tell you what, I want to see the guy that I saw play for the team 
Oh, they played the game against the Boomers, one of the warm-up games before the World Cup, and he was absolutely massive, absolutely massive. And I thought, this guy's going to get signed very, very soon. He was the hugest guy I've ever seen. I, th- I think we spoke about it on the show. We'll have to find out who he is. But, yeah. uh, Jerry, get your stats up. <laughs> get your stats up, mate. Get, I can't remember his name. Get in that hard drive of your computer. Right, while, keep going. while Jerry gets his stats up, we should also show some support to our local basketball happening yes. in the NBL starting tonight at 9.30. The Perth Wildcats to take on the New Zealand Breakers. And tomorrow, Cairns Taipans versus Illawarra. The 36ers versus the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. Now I'm an honorary Tassie. I'll just go... Go Jack Jumpers. But Sunday is where you're going to probably get your game of the week. It's a Melbourne Derby, Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, taking on the Melbourne United first versus third. Throw also, down. throw down. Throw down. Sydney Kings <laughs> versus Brisbane Bullets rounds out the the week in the NBL as well on Sunday, Sam. All right. Fantastic. Get right. down to the NBL. Seriously. I love it. I go every weekend. I try to go to a game every weekend. I've honestly I'm never been before. I'm slowly trying to start I, watch some. I reckon if, I mean, <laughs> my vision's not that great, but I reckon the atmosphere would be pretty exciting. They market it well. Yep. That's the thing that I struggle with watching A-League is that the NBL yep. is selling out stadiums at a 10, yep. 15K, but they market <laughs> it fantastically. Yep. They've got Mitch Creek on one side, Matthew Deliver Dover and Chris Goulding on another. All three of them are putting on absolute shows. Like, they're not sportsmen. They're like, they're entertainers. There you go. Like, Mitch Creek, you know, lays down a dunk and he starts popping a gritty. And I'm just like, mate, like, how can you not love this bloke? There is fun to be had in the NBL. And uh, Sam, when we come back, you want to roll the goal horn? Uh, not quite yet. Not quite yet. I know we might, as well, we might as well get it no, over we, and done we, we're with, gonna be doing given fo- that we've got cricket and soccer to come. We've got, we're doing football next. And then cricket, yes. uh, but it's definitely definitely a packed show here on the sports desk. <laughs> certainly That's is. That's all coming up right here on Sin. Thirsty Mac, everybody, on the sports desk in the summertime. Yeah, Good well, Bondi I had rescue. to play that. Thirty-one Bondi degrees on. today. Today we are getting summer vibes, even though it's spring. Bondi um, Rescue's not on though. No, <laughs> and we don't have beaches that have surf. Not yet. Melbourne Surf Coast, or if you go hey, to you know, Phillip Island, maybe the Gippsland. That's yeah, Surf that's Coast. Like, yeah, but that's, that's not surf Melbourne. Coast. That's not Melbourne. Mm. Come on, Sammy. We're, you, we're close on, to it. Yeah, yeah, hour and a half. Yeah, right. It's an hour and a half drive out there. Well, from where I live, Paradise of an area. Oh, not... we get it. We okay. That's no, all right. Jason, just relax, right? He's just flexing. We get it. We get <laughs> it's it. a paradise of an area, Torquay, though, especially you know, and the whole Great Ocean Road. You should go down there in the summer. It's great. In the meantime, you're on the sports desk. The voices yes. of Sam, Jerry, and Jimmy in the room replacing Liam for this week. It's very exciting. Round ball, Sam. Yep. All right. We'll start off uh, with. Oh, there's a lot been going on. All right, we'll start off with the Champions League during the week. A uh, few hilarious you results from that. that. Pardon? you got to grab the... Touch oh, on. yes. No, I'll do it. It's all right. Touch it's on. It's on its way. There we go. I think I couldn't so leave got, that one. So we got the original studio version and an a cappella version <laughs> from James Worth there. there. Uh, all right, Jimmy's. Thanks, oh, Jess. Jerry. Very nice. Dortmund 2-0 over Newcastle. Uh, Shakhtar Donetsk 1-0 over Barcelona. Uh, interestingly enough, Lazio uh, over Feyenoord. Feyenoord, 1-0. Yeah. Feyenoord. Uh, Porto 2-0 over Antwerp. Antwerp picking up a red card. Man City 3-0 over the Young Boys. Uh, red card for them as well. Uh, AC Milan 2-1 over PSG. Atletico 6-0. Atletico Madrid, that is over Celtic. Uh, pretty brutal. Uh, Savena, Zaveda, one. Sorry, went down to RP Leipzig, 2 1. Better sorry. known as Red Star Belgrade. Uh, yeah. 
I forgot that. Yeah, that's Red Star Belgrade for okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Real Sociedad 3 1 over Benfica. Napoli drew with Union Berlin 1 1. Uh, Inter over RB Salzburg 1 0. Copenhagen. 4-3 <laughs> over Man United. God, my Some steak late tasted well on, uh, on oh. Wednesday morning, mate. The amount of salt from the United fans. Absolutely suck it. The 87th minute, uh, Rooney Bahadji scoring for Copenhagen. Hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> I think they were Red winning as well. well. Yep. So, and then we get to the final group stage matches uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, you've got a couple of course. games. Oh, sorry. Yes. No. Bayern 2-1 over Galatasaray. Uh, PSV 1-0 over Lenz. Real Madrid 3-0 over Barga. Oh, Arsenal. Thank you. How could I forget? 2-0 over Sevilla. Uh, so we're getting, getting to the pointy end of the group stage. What teams are officially secured, would we say now? Bayern? Um, yeah, so if if you look at the if we look at the Champions League table, which I can't actually look at now, but if I can you, see it. you can see it. Can you can you run us through who, 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 right, who's so got two wins, three wins? Bayern are sitting pretty on top uh, with four wins uh, in their group, but it's a bit tighter for second spot. Copenhagen move up, Galatasaray a third, Man United a fourth, so it's not looking like they're going to progress. Uh, Arsenal top of Group B uh, with three wins. PSV are behind them uh, with only one win with Lens. Uh, Real Madrid, uh, top of Group C with four wins, uh, two wins for Napoli in second spot. Uh, Group D, Real Sociedad uh, and Inter, the top two there. E is Atletico Madrid and Lazio, one and two, with only two wins, a final second there. So good chance of the top three there. Celtic don't look anywhere near it, though. Uh, Dortmund, top of Group F, uh, with two wins with PSG there. Uh, Milan, closely behind. So, yeah, only two wins. So it's anyone's game in that one still, I think. Newcastle, fourth in that group. Uh, Man City, top of Group G, uh, four wins. RB Leipzig, second in that. Uh, group H, Barcelona, uh, with three wins. Porto behind them and Schuch to third. So, interesting, though. Interesting. I like it. Champions League is a bit different this year. It's, um, you know, a bit more open. I think that group of death with um, AC Milan, PSG and Dortmund and uh, Newcastle, that's that's exciting one. I love it because it's like, yeah, it's a group of death for Newcastle, but they're holding their own. Yep. Like, and to be fair, even though they might not be getting wins, they're making excellent Champions League nights out at St. James's Park. Like, some memorable stuff. Some memorable stuff's going on down up at Newcastle. And yeah, no, no, it's massive for them. Very massive. It's, it's it's only building from here because if they keep playing the way that they're playing in the Premier League, they're going to be stuck in the Champions League for quite a while. What's happening in the Premier League? Well, it's match day 12 coming up and uh, we'll go through the games ahead. Uh, Wolves will play Tottenham tomorrow at 11.30 for the first game of the weekend. And then at 2am on Sunday morning, Man United will take on Luton Town. Arsenal will take on Burnley, Crystal Palace and Everton. 4.30am on Sunday, Bournemouth and Newcastle, Aston Villa and Fulham on Monday at 1am, as well as Brighton and Sheffield um, and West Ham and Nottingham Forest and Liverpool and Brentford. So many on Monday. Um, And then 3.30 Monday, Chelsea and Man City. Uh, But some interesting fixtures uh, finally, Tottenham have stopped their run. I think you'd be happy about that, wouldn't you, Jimmy? 
I haven't I haven't really spoken on here since uh no. since the Ange ball stuff's gone on. Um it pains me to say it, but I love it. Like you love I doing genuinely so well. love Ange ball and everything about it. The way that he's cap encapsulated a fractured club who hasn't won a trophy since television was black and white. <laughs> it's insane. Like it's it's genuinely amazing the way that he's done what he's done in what match day are we in now? In twelve weeks. Mm. Not even because some of these to match start days like are split. how many how many managers start off a season like that? Especially with a you know, club that has gone through some terrible, terrible years uh in recent times. Well he's but. the first I, th- I think he's the first manager since um since Pep to to be nominated for three manager mm. of the months within your first, you know, three months of being a Premier League manager. No, I like his That's attitude. There's, he's not not playing it safe, not trying to no. save his job or or anything like why, that. He's just playing to win. Playing to win. Why would you? I, I, know. I think that's half the reason why Tottenham were bad. Yep. Is because you had you had owners that yep. might have been too scary for – and you know what? It's wild to think that. You got you know you, you got managers like Antonio Conte, you got Pochettino, you know you got Jose Mourinho, you got all these heavyweights of world mm. football who were kind of like cowering behind Tottenham's owners. These blokes come in and said, "No bullshit, here I am. This is what I am. If you don't like me, I'll get out." Yep. It's as simple as that. So yes, a wild game last weekend was uh, where they gave up their top spot to Chelsea. They're in trouble. Four uh, one. Uh, over Tottenham. Sorry, Chelsea did not go top. <laughs> not near the top. Uh, okay. Be interesting game against City. Finally, well, they yeah. get a game back. But uh, they look, they do have some shining lights, Chelsea. Uh, Jackson with a hat trick. Uh, superstar in the making, I think. Mm. Um, and then new recruit, Cole Palmer, scores again. I was about to say, Palmer's been brilliant for them. Mm. He's, only, he's only 20 or 21 years old and he's starting for Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't really have much to pick from, but... It's 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 good it's good because he's he's showing his own and he's entertaining to watch. I mean, it was quite nice that uh you know that Arsenal kind of just beat them and shut Mudrick up because he wouldn't shut up about how how, how happy he was to go over to Chelsea. But um, yeah. the Premier League's been great this season. I think that it's been one of the best starts to 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 the league in quite a while. You know, you got Man United playing prime Fergie ball, you know, in 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 added time and then you've got them getting consistent wins. Manchester Derby was deflating obviously for for Man United fans, but Man City fans must have been so happy. You know, I, th- I don't think there's an anything more iconic than getting a 3-0 win at your at your rivals, you know, home yep. ground. Taking 3 points away from them and 3 goals, that's Sweet. all you want. So, I mean, this week's going to be exciting. Wolverhampton, they're coming up against a refractor Tottenham who's got Richarlison now for an injury. Um, they've got um, two two suspensions as well. Uh, one of them's a three-game suspension. They got, I think that's Romero. I think he misses the, like, the next three games. Um, so, I mean, Wolves have got nothing to lose. I don't see why they don't throw the kitchen sink at this and try to beat, beat Tottenham. Yep. A uh, few... Uh, exciting fixtures ahead. Um, and look, the table just looks great. Man City in top, Tottenham second, Liverpool third, Arsenal fourth. It's wouldn't even thought about that bit of, bit last of con, year. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it looks great. Man City are first. No, no, what I'm saying, the other teams. It's yeah. good to have the big teams there. Aston Villa doing so well. Fifth, they've had a great start. Uh, Newcastle sixth, 
Brighton 7th, Man United 8th, Brentford 9th, Chelsea still 10th. Man United in 8th. <laughs> it's still good. It's just, it's just below that little blue line. Uh, Palace below them, West Ham, Forest, Wolves, Fulham, Everton, Luton, and then the drop zone, Bournemouth, Burnley, and Sheffield. So it should be another exciting. Just a sidetrack, just quickly, before we get to the A-League. Have you seen the David Beckham documentary? Uh, I've not seen it yet, but yeah. I've heard some good things. I, uh, I do now like the Spice Girls, let's just say that. I'd like the Spice Girls now. You didn't like them yeah. before? Oh, I didn't really listen to them. Can you, can you Tell me some, what you want. Can you play some Spice Girls in the it's next un- break? unlikely, yeah. but... <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Uh, A-League back home and it kicks off tonight. Melbourne Victory, who are in firing form, uh, take on uh, MacArthur at Amy Park. Wellington. Wellington. Oh, sorry. No, Reading the wrong week. Wellington. Uh, Wellington Phoenix. Uh, we're doing pretty well as uh, also. Uh, from across the ditch. Across uh, the Dutch. Yep, that's better. <laughs> uh, Western United take on Newcastle Jets tomorrow, 3.30pm. Western Sydney take on Perth Glory tomorrow at 5.30. Uh, the big Adelaide United v Sydney FC uh, Saturday at 7.45. Should be an interesting one. Melbourne City take on MacArthur on Sunday at 3 o'clock. And Central Coast, the last game in the round against Brisbane Raw. Um just want to say it, Victory are doing well. I watched the game, the la- their last two weeks has been incredible. I've been there, I hate the, to say I've it. Been there the last two weeks. Um, that, that, that pains me to say it, but I'm going because I'm like, what I'm watching entertaining football. I'm going tonight because I want to be entertained. They're, they're playing really good, <laughs> it's good football. It's a good brand of football. And bloody Al Ford and Roll, he looks amazing. And bloody Daniel Arzani as well. Yeah, that's that, really that deadly frustrating. combination. <laughs> Um, I mean, apparently Bruno loves playing with Lozani as well because he's known him since he was like a 15-year-old yep. playing at City. Mm. And now they're growing up, you know, he, he's telling him, he's showing him how to be a professional footballer and one's playing on a wing, feeding balls, and one's yep. chucking him into the back of the net. And we've we've said this a few times, like vic- a good victory is good for the league. Yeah, it I agree. It does wonders. Um, yeah. It's a healthy league at the moment, which is very, very reassuring um, because – a lot of stuff put through through it into question, but uh, no, nah, it's good. I'm excited. I yep. believe we've got. Um, I believe we've got some. Uh, I mean, he, all right. Here's a joke. Sam might not give a puck about it. Ha <laughs> ha Oh, close. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you got some uh, ice ice action. And what I would promise. You call it? I promise, Sam. I will do it in less than a magical minute. I'm going right. to time this. Let's see. How, let's see how we go. Maybe so, I'll ask Jimmy for his thoughts. Right, but I'll do it in less than a magical minute. Ready? Let's go. Uh, hockey time. Also, stay tuned for the cricket at the end of the show. We'll go with yesterday. Ottawa defeating Toronto 6-3. Washington defeated by Florida in overtime 4-3. Vegas defeating the LA Kings 4-1. And today, some of the ones that caught my eye. Montreal defeating Detroit 3-2 in overtime. The only major one today. Boston. Jimmy is a fan of the Boston Bruins. They defeated the New York Islanders 5-2 today. Canucks. What's happened to them? They're insane this year. 5-2 over Ottawa. New York Rangers defeating Minnesota 4-1. And the Blackhawks defeating Tampa Bay Lightning 5-3. And the San Jose Sharks have only won one game this year, and then they defeated the Oilers 3-2 today. What's going on with the bloody Oilers? They're a basket case all of a sudden. Apparently they have been for years, Jimmy, but there you go. I'm more of a New York Devils fan at the moment. New Jersey New Devils. Jersey Devils. They are, they're playing exciting like hockey. A... Uh, I'm liking the Rangers too. They've gotten off to a good start too. That was the NHL. Cricket up next. All right. Wow, yep. that was 48 seconds. Hey, you did pretty well. All right, right we'll talk about cricket next and then wrap up what's been a really packed sports desk. 
and we're not here. We got it. What song have we got? Uh, by the way, givenow.com.au slash save sin to donate. Uh, the campaign finishes this weekend, so we need to keep the funds going uh, to keep this wonderful station alive. All right, Blur, song two. Song two, Blur, uh, as we wrap up the final bits of the show and we'll Woo-hoo. get to, of course, uh, well, the cricket. Come on, Rosie, come on. Yeah, well, massive cricket news here because Australia came back and defeated Afghanistan. So, Glennie Maxwell, we'll, we'll start off with him. It's more Glenn Maxwell defeated Afghanistan, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, essentially it was because they were 7 for 91 chasing 293. And then Glenn Maxwell hit 201 not out off 128 balls, 24 fours and 10 sixes. And he cramped most of a way there. He could barely walk and he still did that. That just shows that Aussie spirit because... We were down and out, Jase, weren't we? The only way he could do deliver a performance like that was because he couldn't run. That's the only reason why his fours and sixes went up. But you look at that scoreline and you think, okay, the Australians are... The Afghanistan have uh, batted very well. Zandran went, went 129 not out and became the first Afghanistani cricketer to score a century in World Cup cricket. And there was, So this was an event in history already. Uh, and then you see Warner and Head take it out and you go, they need to bat well. They really need a bat well to get Australia off to a good start. Head goes out two balls for a duck. Warner, he gets bowled out for 18. Mitch Marsh, he'll, he'll deliver something good. 24 LBW. Labashane carelessly hesitates and gets run out at 14. What's going on here? Inglis, bowl uh, caught behind. Uh, first ball, was it, Jerry? Yeah, it would have been. And, yeah, that was, uh, and that was on a hat-trick ball. Who was the, the bowler facing the hat-trick at that point? Not too sure. We'll just doubly fact-check that while he gets that up. But you look at that, and, okay, Maxwell needs to do... So, I'm going to say this. It was Maxwell that defeated Afghanistan, not the Aussies. So you look at it else here. Stoinis, LBW for six. Stark, caught for three. Yeah. it And Cummings, think about this. He only made 12. What was the partnership again? It's oh, somewhere it's... in the 170, 180. Yeah, there you go. I mean, Cummings faced 60 balls, played it like a test match. For 12? Match. Yeah. That's all he had to do. That's just block and stay test in. match cricket right there. It's unbelievable. And then... He had a few other games go on just quickly with England defeating Netherlands by 160 runs, Stokes making 108, Milan 87, and then also New Zealand defeating Sri Lanka. So Sri Lanka had their controversial um, timed out thing with with the helmet early in the week, but they got bowled out for 171 and then New Zealand chased them down 5 for 172 in the end. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Jace? Uh well, England, they, they fell they fell from grace, haven't they? Yeah, they've fallen. They've fallen from grace. They t- still took a fight to the Aussies because, of course, they did. It was the one game they wanted to. But, no, they, they've fallen off. They've fallen off the ban- the They've fallen off completely. Australia, they've sealed their spot in the semi-final. How do you see the fourth one being... How do you see the fourth spot being filled? Well, I think New Zealand's filled that fourth spot, so that, that should be very close... It's hard to tell who win. Uh, India is still unbeaten, so I think it's India's to lose. Yeah, especially on home turf. Yeah. You normally like to see the home uh, hosting team win it. That, that seemed to be quite a tradition in the Cricket World Cup. And we'll just also quickly fact check. I think it was Naveen who got the uh, the two straight, wasn't it, Jimmy? Yeah, it was. It was. That's it. You got it. Faced a hat-trick ball, and they went to DRS as well. Mm. That's just... We need to really magnify how much of an important, significant event in cricket history that game will go down as. Especially with also another detail we missed... Maxwell got dropped twice. He did. Got dropped on 33. Yeah. Uh, so. And 27. 
What an innings. God, you'd be kicking yourself if you were the Afghanistani player who dropped him on 33. Because that was an And they played an incredible rally. game, though, as well. 290, a first test century. They, they played, did, they they did played well. a I mean, solid innings. Rashid Khan's captaining an incredible side there. The Australian cricket team's really been a roller coaster this year. Still got Especially a lot going of to when come. they started off 0-2, yeah. I'll tell you what's ridiculous, right, and you've got to think it in consideration. So Maxwell comes off 100, yep. ma- making a century. Yep. Falls off a golf cart and gets concussion. Misses yep. one. Misses one game. Comes back. Comes back and scores the highest and greatest ODI cent- double century you will ever see in your life. All Who within, saw that coming? All within 12 days. How is that possible? Like, I don't understand it. Yeah. This man's fallen off the back of a golf cart that was going 30 clicks an hour. He hit the back of his head. And then he comes back and makes a double century. I don't know if his brain chemistry altered because of that hit or what it Amazing. was, but that was ridiculous. Did you see his body cramp? He he was he yeah. was down and out. He yeah. was done. And he got back up, had some water, and then that is finished off. Resilience. 100. That is a great. Liam, if you're listening, you need story. to give us our thoughts in a sentence on Monday when you come back, mate. That. Was a unique sports desk. So South Africa, Afghanistan, seven thirty tonight. Tomorrow at four o'clock, it's Australia and Bangladesh, England and Pakistan, uh, at seven thirty tomorrow. Who wins so. South Africa, Afghanistan, Jerry? I think South Africa may be just too strong with Quinton de Kock in the top order. Yep. Would you want to see Afghanistan at least uh, get the big win there? Yeah, I don't know if it'll happen though. I want to see a rematch. All right. That was a unique sports desk, everyone. You can catch us on Monday, of course, and Friday from 5 p.m. Stay up to date on our social media, Sports Desk Sin, and listen to the big 24-hour show kicking off at 10 a.m. tomorrow, the final sprint for the Save Our Station campaign.